0: We doing this live yet again? Are we running it back? Are we back at it again? Back at it again with the White Vans? Your boy, path the designer back at it again. Breeze Nation, what's good? How are y'all feeling? We got a football Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, 100% of football is back on Sunday, and my God, I can't wait for it. We got uh your boy, Pat, the designer, as always, and uh, the super producer, Joel Holt, in the building. Look at that. I already, I got it for you, dog. I got the power now. I got the power. You do got to touch nothing out here, dog. I'm out here camera switching. Look at me. Hold on. Hold on. Camera one. Pow. Hold up. Camera two. Pow. Hold up. Camera three. Pow. What's good, I meant baby? To just, hold up. Oh, no, what's good, it.
1: baby? I meant to just, uh, I, all I got to do is unplug it. <laughs>
0: You can't stop me now. <laughs> no, hey, listen, uh, all the Chicago Bears starters 100% healthy. Want to talk about what that could mean heading into week one. And then I uh, want to talk about also some of the Packers injuries as well, right ahead of this game. And, of course, you got to look at uh, the situation that is um, Lewis Riddick buying in. And is everybody getting so hyped that it's scaring the crap out of us? We'll talk about that. And, of course – the Friday Freestyle, where we get to break down every bit of fun that has happened throughout the week. All that and more today's episode of the Windy City Resports sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do Talk Chicago Sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel. Talk Chicago Sports, Hot Chicago Talks. Make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Joe, how you feeling, brother?
1: Feeling quite well. It's a Friday. Got a little busy weekend coming up. And I'm really anticipating the Bears Packers game.
0: Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, this is one of those games where no matter what, listen, I'm l- let's be real. As Bears fans, every Bears fan is saying the same thing. I hope. I think
1: <laughs>
0: I feel <laughs> I can feel it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's sitting here 110% comfortable right now, dog. Like that's but and so, but it's it's the it's the opening of the season. It's one of those moments where we feel like the Bears finally aren't are, are the, uh, the the rabbit with the gun now, right? Like we, it's, it's no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Now it feels like we're the rabbit with the gun, uh, and and you hope that this is uh, finally gonna move in the right direction. We do have confirmation, as you guys saw. Uh, shout out Jay Capone in the chat already, uh, already in this must. What up? What up, Pat? Can everyone chill on Nate Davis now? I mean, the guy's playing after all. Uh, After, I'm assuming you meant everyone killed uh, the man. He helped King Henry get over a thousand yards last season. Listen, that's what happens when you leave yourself open for speculation. I am glad that Nate Davis is playing, but Chicago Bears want to play the secrets game. And when you play the secrets game, that means that we're sitting here wondering why somebody isn't doing something. Now, at the end of the day, right, the storyline around Nate Davis that, you know, had been put out before was that he wasn't a guy that wanted to practice. Maybe he's not a guy who wants to practice. Guess what? I talked with Rob Dymovski on yesterday's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast, and uh, and he basically said, you know, David Bakhtiari out yet again. Guess what's up with David Bakhtiari? Uh, nothing. He just don't like to practice. So if you can go out there and you can put like legit, like he, he said, he said David Bakhtiari hasn't practiced in four years. Right. <laughs> he hasn't been a part of a training camp. He has been, and, and with the Titans, right? They have their way. It's a, it was it was Vrabel, right? Vrabel's up there. So you know he's a a patriot guy. He's he he's gonna do it. The everybody is the same. Where Matt Eberflus is more, but we're gonna treat everybody based on a situation type of guy. Guess what? If he's playing, I love it. Go out there, put on a show. I hope to see him do really well. I hope that he's going to be able to come in and compliment and accentuate what Darnell Wright is is learning in the beginning of this game. And he's going to be an asset. I just, listen, I'm not used to seeing that, and I had concerns around it. I don't. I don't stand down based on the concerns. Oh, I forgot about Don Burr. He's, you know he's coming in here spicy today. Oh, Don Burr yeah. after last night. We got to talk about that as well, oh, man. That game yeah. we saw last night was crazy out here. Actually, it wasn't crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. It was naggy. Mm-hmm. Last night was naggy. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a it moment.
1: Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: That was terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. There was a moment in last night's game where I started not rooting for Detroit to win, but just rooting for Kansas City to maintain their 20 points. Because how naggy is a 20 point game? You can, you got the best quarterback in the world. And Matt Nagy. Gets 20 points with him. Like, how naggy is that? That's so naggy to me. But uh, that's a sitcom in the 80s, basically. That's so naggy. Uh, But no, listen, uh, you got Nate Davis back. Hope he's going to be able to come out there and do really well. Um, you, you've got uh, Eddie Jackson back as well. Remember, he's coming off of that Liz Frank injury. He's, he played a little bit in preseason, but when the injury came through, I think that he kind of just took a little bit of a step back. And then finally, you got Jaquan Brisker back in there, who realistically, we haven't seen Jaquan Brisker on a football field in months. It's good to see him get this full week of practice back in. Uh, Matt Eberflus talked about how this was a big, big uh, week for him, that Wednesday, uh, him being limited. and now going back in there on the thursday i think all of these things are culminating to me towards the bears having a full slate of their weapons being able to head into next season the question here now is right is it going to be enough to beat a Packers team who is ailing Christian Watson is out now for the Green Bay Packers? So he will not be a go. Basically, your number one weapon in that offense. How do you feel like uh, do you feel like this is an even more advantage for the Chicago Bears here with Christian Watson being out? Bears starters being 100 percent healthy, ready to go, even though, right, the, the Packers realistically have more of the uh uh um they they got the preseason reps in if you care about the preseason reps
1: yeah i, I mean i think um i got you no worry about it i, huh? I, I, I got you it's on it. it's on it's on yeah, i got it <laughs> taking care of things uh, this is too much
0: <laughs> Joel's back in i wish y'all could see how much he's like spinning around changing
1: stuff around i'm
0: trying to take some some uh something off his shoulders here and uh that. and and he won't let me he keeps no, no, he's I-
1: going back we're 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 a dynamic <laughs> duo. We're a team here. No, I think, uh, like I said, uh, for the most part, uh, the Bears. It's more on the Bears to win. It's just like you don't want to see uh, they can barely beat the Packers twenty to seventeen. Like yeah. you, hopefully, they come out. The offense is really you know you know hitting on all cylinders. And I mean that's facetious to say that. I mean I just want to see a good game. Hopefully, they actually do you know do what they're supposed to do. At least come out. 28 30 points on these dudes what's the what's the
0: disappointing outcome here right like even if the bears win what's your disappointing outcome because i think at the end of the day there's a lot of bears fans that look at this as justin fields versus jordan love when realistically it's justin fields versus the defense but right if the bears win but luke he has justin fields throw the ball 20 times say he doesn't even have a bad game he's 10 for 20 for 175 yards, two touchdowns, but Jordan Love comes out here and he's, you know, 267 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The Packers offense still looks like it's got some life to it. Are we sitting here on Monday going, I can't believe Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields?
1: That's a very good question. I feel that uh, if Fields needs to look like we're on a path of a, a pro bowler, or a Pro Bowl type quarterback, like we should get two. Like I mean, J- Jared Goff at what two fifty three with a touchdown? Yeah, you and, know,
0: and he's gonna if he does that every game at, of the season, it's forty five literally forty five hundred yards, literally
1: forty five hundred for the whole year. So I don't want. I just don't want to see. I, I'm hoping it's a new day finally with this court, you know, coordinator in the systems in for another two years, and he looks good. I mean, I can't. It's not to sit there and say, oh, Justin Fields got to go off for 450, 500 yards. We just want to look like there's last year we saw an improvement in the run game. Right. the installed the system. The, the, we don't have the skill set players in terms of being able to throw the ball. However, we we saw that this looked like a competent offense for the first time in a very long time, because that's always been my problem. We would watch like this product that they put out there. Defense always looks good. Offense looks like trash. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, someone got lucky with a bomb whatever
0: yeah
1: I'm hoping that we have a competent offense and it matters like this matters I don't want to play that was my biggest issue we talked about that last night playing to win not playing to uh not to lose I want you to play to win not that you're scared and I want to like uh hold the ball and match that sure. you're
0: playing not to lose you yeah feel playing like you not go to down. lose I, I it, we, we saw that yesterday right with uh um the Patriots or, I'm sorry with the with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs right versus the Lions where it got to a point where the lion or the uh, uh, Chiefs got 20 points and I think the Lions had 17 at that point or maybe 14 something no it was 14 because they lost 21 uh, uh, 20. Yeah. Uh, the Lions had 14 and it felt like the Chiefs just they knew they couldn't move the ball down the field. They knew they had issues with Kadarius Tony. they knew that they were you know struggling to go out there and, and try and make a play. And so it almost seemed like they were like, "Hey, let's just let's just you know try and go out here and get to the end of this game." And then they got down, and you still had that mindset going of, "Hey, let's just go out here and try to get to the end of this game." I think that that is the number one thing for me that I don't want to see the Bears doing. I don't think we saw them do that much last season. I think by the end of the the first seven weeks were basically a wash offensively. Yeah, like you—you you didn't look at the first seven weeks of the season and go, "We got something here." But I—it was—it
1: was the Patriots game,
0: the Patriots. That's game. what
1: showed us that there's potential. We just need guys to make key plays and yeah. receiving and catching and all that stuff. So,
0: no, I and and that's what I'm saying, right? The Patriots game, I think, was the one that turned the corner. But after that i think it was right there were a couple of games here and there the commanders game pops into mind uh, i want to say that last detroit game kind of pops into mind but i really feel like the bears have just been like all right it's done like yeah. the season's over yeah. but realistically the miami game i think of the uh uh um the dallas game a little bit until justin ends up fumbling in the second half of that game
1: now nah, they they came in reading the news clippings and uh dallas beat them
0: (laughs) dallas beat us but remember remember like it was it was a closer game and then justin fumbled they went down and scored and it was over that
1: broke it open they were like hanging on and then it was like it's a wrap but it
0: wasn't right we can't get past dallas's defense yeah right Uh, so i think i think that that's kind of where i look at and I, i say okay listen like i'm if i can feel as confident as i did at points last season and the offense being able to get down the field in week one i come out of that feeling good
1: what i remember like especially the miami game was that was the tale of the bad defense the offense actually was i think it was 34 to 31 or something like that the
0: miami game was really close and yeah. And, yeah.
1: and tua just sat there and made sandwiches and packed his whole house up
0: everybody else was hitting Tua all year long and we couldn't get to him one time yeah <laughs>
1: so like hopefully the defense does their thing shout out to, to uh my man, it's uh, Jordan. Yeah, cool. Shout out to Clemens over there joking with me, <laughs> and then shout out to uh, all the other ca- cats in the chat. Shout we out see. to Jordan.
0: Shout out to Joe for doing his best doc I could. Right, right. Yeah, I was like trying producer. to find <laughs> that. <laughs> but no, I just I I look at that Bears game right now, and I saw a team that it looked like the offense finally got confident. If yeah. we start the season on that, I feel fine. Now, Yeah. if that is right, the, the offense got competent. And most of the games last season, we still talked about Justin Fields coming out of there with 181 passing yards, usually 70 to 100 rushing yards, a couple of touchdowns on the docket one way or the other, right? If we have a game like that week one, and now Jordan Love goes out and he, plays really well and gives you a, let's say he gives you a Jared Goff game last night, right? Goff looked. Yeah. Goff had, you want to talk about time to make a sandwich. <laughs> hey, listen, that Detroit offensive line is
1: different. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, and the thing is he didn't, that's all he could do though. <laughs> Jared didn't, they, the, the Chiefs he lost made some that nice game. Throws. He made here and there, but my point is that with a great line, he's a guy that can. He's a good manager. You need everybody else to really do something. Like, cause you, were, I was thinking about that. What you were saying, like, like for example, if we have those screenplays, cause now, like, with with DJ Moore, for example, we should did, have those. Yeah. Like, if we have the guys, the talents that can, act, you know, the talent that gets that yak, the yards that have to catch those type of things. Um, that's going to make fields look a lot better because we see exactly what happens now with. When Kelsey's out, Patrick Mahomes, I don't see the S on the chest like that. Yeah. That still, dude dropped. Still, still looking for that cognac sponsor, by the way, for that yeah. yak. <laughs> that yak. <laughs> Let me get that yak. But I, I think that um who was that? Uh With Tony Kadarius Tony whatever Kadarius Tony was tough. Kadarius
0: Tony was terrible. That's us. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. But us last year, I looked at last night's game, and it's not. I don't think it right. Don Burr in the chat, he said so. Basically, without weapons, Mahomes can't win. Huh? I don't think it's that. I think like we watched the Matt (laughs) Nagy game, bro. We watched the Matt Nagy game, bro. That young fella. uh, uh, What was the young man? The tight ends that Noah Gray. Yeah, they threw the ball his way. I want to say four times. He caught two of them. Both of the passes went for for good yards. You can't hit the underneath guy. Like my guy. Like I watched last night, and I said it wouldn't have mattered if we had Mitch or Pat or Deshaun or whoever. It's how Matt Nagy calls the games because I watched that game last night, yeah. and I was a hundred percent sure. That the Chiefs were going to lose it when we got the six minutes and he ran that end around with the one on the on
1: the on a on a third and one Mm -hmm. and it ends up being a fourth and four. That Levante, that's what I was saying. I just said that that was us last year. Like if that's if you don't have the weapons and the talent to do anything, you're still sitting there. You know, it's nice having an All Pro Hall of Fame tight end as your safety valve, and now he's gone. Like you know, I don't. I don't
0: know. I I I I I put more in basketball. I think the players can outdo what the coach does a lot.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely more player centric. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
0: think that there's a lot more opportunity for the player to just be like, "Oh, coach called this. That's stupid. I'm gonna just go score a bucket." In football, it's so coach centric. Yeah, that I just I I really believe that. Even a Matt Nagy can screw up a Patrick Mahomes. And last night, listen, there were some drops by Kadarius Tony, And rightfully so, right? The pick six going the other way is bad. Look. But I watched that game last night. And it just gave me flashbacks of what we saw for three years here in Chicago. You're not taking shots down the field. You're not utilizing the tight end as the guy on the hot route where we need to make this decision. And guess what? Listen, that's on Pat Mahomes too. Pat Mahomes a veteran QB. You got to make the decision to say, Hey, I'm not going to sling this thing to the deep man downfield. Cause it's Kadarius Tony. Maybe I should go underneath to this young guy here who keeps
1: getting wide open. Yeah. But bro, like, well, you know, like, like Terrain, uh Whitfield, he's, i was same thinking the exact same thing i was going to say you remember when the chiefs were 13 and 3 and they had Nagy call the plays uh before he became the bears quarterback it's the same thing because they were like kicking butt and then they they blew it because yeah. he's too timid of, a, of offensive play caller
0: it was and it, it you could tell the difference
1: yeah, you could tell right like Slowed what was it? What was down. it was two
0: weeks before that or something like that? Like Reed was like it wasn't yeah. long that he was calling plays. Yeah. they literally had him start calling plays right before he ended up getting the job.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And then when it went bad, Andy Reed was like, Well, that was on me. I yeah. watched
1: Andy Reed all last night. Andy Reed taking back play call. Yeah. I and, and guess what? It's gonna be versed to base. And it's just like the Philly, uh, the Super Bowl against the 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 Patriots. If you don't have the balls or the Moxie to sit there and like what they did with um What's my man's down there at? Um, who's the coach down there at uh, Jacksonville, right? Uh, Peterson, Doug, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson. I I'm, said
0: Doug Collins,
1: <laughs> close, close enough. Doug Collins, right? Yeah, <laughs> Jordan, you know, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, but that that to have the mentality that, like, we if we got to get, hopefully, is aggressive enough that can we can put some points up. We can run the ball. And keep the defense fresh. That's all we got to do because I don't think this defense is necessarily that great. Yeah. So the offense has to do their part, but we got three running backs. We should be able to do something.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I actually, I four, it feels four. Uh, I, I listen, I mean, what, what's what's your expectation on a player-wise heading into this game, right? Who do you expect to snap off? Because for me, I think the DJ Moore connection is going to be one that everybody's going to really focus on. One, because the difference coming into this season, and remember this, right? Everybody kept pulling up the, the DJ Moore versus Jair Alexander clip. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Barry had not yet made the the uh, uh, switch, of Jair Alexander following everybody around remember when he finally gave in to allowing Jair Alexander to follow everyone around then all of a sudden Jair Alexander started to pop he started to be an elite DB right yeah. so you can't sleep on that I love I love what DJ Moore was doing to him but they lost that game uh but I think that this is going to be a game where as much as you like to call him Stone Hand I think he's going to be the guy to watch out most for because I still think the Packers are going to focus in a lot Donuts. on Robert Tunyon because they know what he can do already.
1: I don't think it's that. I think it's very simple. I think DJ Moore is a, a a talent that he draws a double team. So what's going to happen is someone else. Is it is If Mooney's out there, if Claypool, it's those guys are going to shine because he's going to command. Like Moore's going to get – a lot of attention and opening up for everybody yeah. when claypool got there stone hands was able to catch some actual passes because they started covering claypool like all right then they're like we, we don't need he can barely maybe get one-on-one he doesn't know the play calling so more i think has a huge impact for everybody else because he actually is a, a top tier talent so that's what i think that's everyone else is going to eat because he's just there and Moore might get 65 yards 75 yards and a touchdown but everybody else is going off because they're watching DJ Moore
0: that's that's what I that's what I mean though right like I think that that's the tight end time to eat because I think realistically right Darnell Mooney he's going to be a weapon to watch out. I don't think Chase Claypool is going to be a weapon in this game right is it one that you want to have sure but like Justin Fields is, has shown us that if you're not there consistently, I'm not giving you the ball.
1: I, I, re- I really wish people stopped beating up on Claypool. Like, he did not have an offseason. He I, was I traded in the middle of that. Yeah. I get you. It doesn't work that way. But this offseason, never he works. Really-
0: this offseason, he really didn't have an offseason either. We don't
1: know what he's doing in offseason. I, <laughs> I mean, I saw him. I mean, I know Pat. You're, like, I know you I saw him. There, you were there. All yes, oh my I goodness was
0: there. No, like, I watched Listen, he's the best trash talker on the team. Yeah. He throws a lot of bands out there. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it threw me off how much. I was like, can you call your teammate that? Like, I was like, hey, you just, <laughs> hey, listen here, you BA. I was like, whoa, 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 Chase. But, right. Uh, y'all good in the locker room, brother? But I do think that, um, I do think that
1: it might be balanced. It might be balanced that everyone, because there's enough talent. I, I do think Chase Claypool is an 800. Nine, he he might be exactly who he is, an 800, 900 yard receiver. Nine touchdowns. <laughs> exactly because nine touchdowns. DJ Moore is there. <laughs> oh, but we no, have nine no, touchdowns. We have running backs. A touchdown is still more important than yards.
0: No, yards still. That more is, important is not what I said.
1: I said I just wanted to know because the yardage does make a difference in terms of impact. Uh-huh. You, you can yeah. get throwaway, you can get easy touchdowns to be in there. You can get easy yards. Mm, it's hard to just get easy yards. Uh, As Alan, a receiver, Alan Robinson. That's not easy. <laughs> Getting yards is not, he was the number one for a reason.
0: I'm just saying, like you can you can get some yards. You can get yeah, some yak.
1: Not out. really. Yards. You can get some yak. yak is not easy out there like that. Uh, it depends on who you're playing yeah, you can get some yak out
0: here. yeah we see we see Listen, we've seen some guys get contracts for some yak and be like, hey, is he really a number one? Probably not.
1: No, no, there's a difference between being a number one and versus again with DJ. Moore being a true, possibly true number one, right? You got the number two guy. That's like irvin and and Alvin Harper. that's that's uh purely I'm about to get all kind of names out here. But like whoever plays off Julio Jones, yeah he's commanding all the attention. so now everybody else gets to eat, yeah. so I think that. Claypool actually might have 100-some yards received. Now, that's
0: a situation of hate, though. I don't know what was going on with the relationship of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but he, Julio Jones will have, uh, uh, a have uh, <laughs> like a freaking 17, 18, 1900-yard season Yeah, and 12 touchdowns. <laughs> they would be, right. like, be like, hey, man, why are you not giving him the ball? Well, they all covering me. They're all
1: covering him, cover
0: though. <laughs> hey, listen, give Julio a chance, bro. Hey, we didn't see Julio get missed on some plays out here, dog. He ain't never got the touchdown, love. He it desired. doesn't
1: work like that because he can get you into the red zone and now someone else gets the benefit off of that. The slot guy's able to get a three-yard, you know, slant into the end zone yeah. or whatever. So, I know I think that if DJ Moore has true impact, that means that Claypool and Mooney actually have a decent day.
0: I, I, I think Mooney having a decent day, I can buy. I just – here's the thing. No matter what, right, it, it's about the work that you've put in with Justin and we've heard – Darnell Mooney talk about that. And I, I said this going in well before anybody said it. I said, Justin, don't throw the ball to nobody that hasn't done it, that hasn't been out there with him. Yeah. And we saw that when guys started dropping last season, Justin wasn't throwing that football to him much. Right. He's like, oh, man, listen, I have no reason to give you the ball. You're terrible.
1: But I don't think we have that problem. We actually have three capable receivers. This isn't like it's it's Claypool and DJ Moore, and then we got Velus It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm not throwing a Bayless. We get the Velas quick, though. So my thing is that, yeah, and then you still got the tight end option. Now,
0: Tunyon. Tunyon's going to be nice for this team. He, I really do. I think he's going to create a lot of the mismatches that we're looking to get out of
1: here. Yeah. Well, we have, to your point, none of this means anything. If Luke Getzey is a pedestrian passing play caller, yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Mike Davis, Julio have 250 plus yards, zero touchdown games. For three exactly, weeks. hey bro, hey Julio was not getting no because he's got five, because
1: <laughs> he's got like five. Nah, five, you gotta the whole get defense. Julio. Julio.
0: Julio start the game with a 99 yard reception that stops at the one, and you couldn't give him the ball on the end around. They're all stacking the
2: box against. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell. your your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
1: Yeah, that's my point. That's oh. impact. Hey, bro,
0: I love it, man. Hey, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We're gonna keep this thing moving along because uh, I do want to ask this question. Lewis Riddick, the latest ESPN pundit to buy into uh, the Chicago Bears, says, uh, "Let me let me get the quote here." He said, uh, I'm buying into Justin Fields this season. I'm buying into the Chicago Bears overall this season. They are going to turn the corner. Now, I don't know what his definition of turn the corner is, but Lewis Riddick now joins guys like Dan Orlovsky, Kyle Brandt, even though Kyle kind of was always in our corner. He always showed love to us, but like he was never just like, the Bears are going to be good, which I can deal with. Guess what? We won three games last season. But a bunch of guys who have now jumped on. Mike Greenberg with the kibosh of death. Yeah, for all you uh, early Mike and Mike uh, listeners, y'all know how that goes. So I am terrified heading into this season. Um, <laughs> but they're showing a lot of excitement for the Bears, and the Bears have done a lot. <sighs> but are they setting us up to be the the – even if we have a better season – we're the failure of the year?
1: No, because what's happening is, you like myself, like most of us, they are passing the eye test. We've watched. They passed the eye test. 100%. but I mean, from the organization from the top down, they are running like an actual NFL organization. You know, you got a president. We got a GM, assistant GM. They never had an assistant GM. They've. It seems like they've improved the scouting. The drafting is is improving. Like. But, Finally, after 30, 40, whatever... How many years is this? 60? What? <laughs> Just keep going. However long you want to go. 100 years. <laughs> 100, it sure. is 100 years. <laughs> it is. We, we only had maybe two, three capable GMs in, in all this time. And, and Poles is one of and, them so and two far. Of them, and two of them were one, the original guy and his son. Right. And Jerry... <laughs> Papa Bear Hallis. And then Jerry Venetia. And, and is. Who, was
0: the, who was the son? The son was... Uh, they won a the Super Bowl. Papa Bear... And then you know,
1: I don't even know. I gotta look that one up. The yeah. son won sixty three. The sixty three. No, Super- no, no.
0: Uh, won the uh, Super Bowl eighty five. Wasn't that his son or was a oh, no, grandson? No no, 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 no. The
1: McCaskey. They don't get no credit for that. That's no, no. It
0: wasn't a McCaskey. It was a Hallis. It was the last. The last There's time no we Hallis. won a, the last time we won a Super Bowl, a Hallis was running the show.
1: Mm-mm. Hallis died in like eighty three or eighty four. Virginia is the only daughter of him. Like he, they married a McCaskey. The dad died in 83. Three or eighty, right? But he had a son, didn't he? No, Virginia's his only son. He married McCaskey. Hold oh, on, I'm t- Look, man. Jerry, I mean, Jerry. I think it's somebody in the chat. Uh, uh, uh fact checked. Then pull up the number. So where's where's Jordan? What is the whole point of me being the old guy trying to tell you?
0: <laughs> if you're not going to listen, because because I know I'm there right.
1: is no McCaskey. There's no Hallis son. It's just Virginia well, some, McCaskey.
0: There was a Hallis that one.
1: Yeah, George, back in the 40s. I just broke that no, down with Sid Luckman. Who was
0: running the team on the 85 Super Bowl?
1: I just told you. Jerry uh, Venisi or... Um, That's
0: the GM. Who was the, the president? The stand-in owner? Or I would say the McCaskies
1: were the... It's only been the McCaskies. Man, Michael down. McCaskey, I think he died not too long ago. He was the one that kind of like...
0: Yeah, Virginia's his only child. Exactly. Virginia's his only child. Okay. Is it brother? I don't know. No. An old Cousin?
1: thought it was the GM, Jim Finks and Jerry Venisi were the guys that oh, ran man. that they're the ones that ran the 80 that that team in the 80s. So, so how uh, is Phillips? Right. Head. head uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ted <laughs> Phillips.
0: Hey, bro. The wild part is any stat you want to throw out that you day near can throw a Ted Phillips in there and just call it a day.
1: Now, he came out in 99, and then he's been there ever since. Bro,
0: I had somebody call into uh, the Chicago Bears uh, podcast live. This guy said, I believe he said he came over from Turkey. Turkey or Germany? One of them. He said, my name, and it's of no relation, is George Hallis. Mm. (laughs) And... I am a Bears fan only because of that,"
1: <laughs> he
0: said, And now I've been a diehard Bears fan right.
1: since then.
0: <laughs> Mike was in charge before George. Mike, I know. I thought it was somebody. I don't no, know. Michael a, was
1: the one. He broke up the eighty-five. Michael squad. broke up eighty-five. He Michael broke took up that. over.
0: But who was running it before that? June that was Venetis
1: and Jerry Venetis. All right. All right.
0: Okay. All right. it's right. okay, man. Hey, man I be, I, excuse me for not being born yet.
1: Well, <laughs> that's your fault.
0: <laughs> that's my fault. Yeah, well, you know, parents. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, I, I just, I, I, I feel like we're head, we're, we're heading towards the. Even if the Bears are moderately successful, the hype around this team might be so high now that if they're not a playoff team, it's a letdown.
1: It is a letdown. There's no, there is no reason they don't even least make the playoffs. This is, they have enough talent. Like, this is, this is year three. This will be, what is this, year two, right? This
0: is year two under this system.
1: Right. So, by year three, you should be like, a, the team is built. There's no ex- excuse for them not to go to the playoffs. Not necessarily win a championship. Just at least make it to the playoffs. Right. So, no. I think everyone, they're passing the eye test of things, check marks of things to do as an NFL team, you know. So, and they're, they're actually about to get, want to do the biggest things by actually getting a stadium. It's like, this is big business. This isn't, we want to, we just run the ball and it's the bear down and all that. That's kind of that. I'm just saying, but it's like, that was back in the forties. This is like.
0: I knew I wasn't tripping. There's definitely a George Halas Jr. Mm, Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm sitting here. I'm like, bro, I know I'm not tweaking here. Hold
1: on This must be.
0: George Hallis Jr. was an American football executive who was one of four presidents in the history of the Chicago Bears franchise. He was the president of the team. I knew I wasn't tripping, bro. Y'all sitting there trying to tell me that I didn't know what I'm talking about here. Like, what are we talking about, dog? Ooh, ooh, that just makes you you feel so good. That makes you feel so good playing with me i knew i knew what i was talking about i had to google this while i'm trying to run the show look i got four cameras right now he is, to look at that is
1: george hallis jr
0: no george hallis is born in 18 uh, uh 85 or 18 what is george
1: it? stanley muggs jr from 25 to 1979 he was, he was born
0: from 1925 to 1979 he the one that got walter and all of them
1: that's george hallis He's the son of Jordan. No, that's the all son. Right, all right, all right, all right. Stop playing with me, bro.
0: <laughs> Y'all sitting here talking about McCaskey, like, why would his kids be named McCaskey? Well, Virginia ends up getting married. That's why. But that th- come on, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 Hercule said that's probably the guy that called in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we got a call from the afterlife from George Alice's son, I would be thrown off, bro. <laughs> chef Max said uh <laughs> dang over here slipping
1: <laughs> he died of a heart attack yeah he was
0: running the team now he died before the super bowl so technically you are right on that.
1: he died and said, he right, died before you, the, the super bowl who was running it wasn't him that's my point but, but he drafted everybody no except
0: the last except the no the, he died
1: and said, he drafted uh so he drafted he uh drafted
0: walter walter that's that's everybody. But they were trash I, back then. I thought then. we said the same thing.
1: They were trash. <laughs> hey,
0: man, let's keep this thing moving along. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Look how, look how intently he's looking up this guy. He's never seen this guy in his life. We're
1: <laughs> number one. We're number one.
0: <laughs> I love it, dog. I knew I wasn't tripping. Talking about, I, know my, I don't know my Bears history. oh you wasn't born yet. No, I knew what I was talking about uh no
1: give him an inch takes a
0: mile ah it is. hey let's jump into the friday freestyle man where we literally get to chop it up about everything that's going on around the world <laughs> shut and- up
1: kid he said i got 10 pcs and still got it wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many computers is back there it's literally one two three no hiding the computers now more. <laughs> five six seven computers back there i got two right here (laughs) he got 10 computers and still got it wrong that is hilarious uh chef max said update on packers injury it's just christian watson christian watson's out that's the only one that that's of ilk basically uh that the bears are going to be worried about but uh the friday free-for-all We got some interesting stories. We got we got any music with this or uh, no, we we didn't we didn't get the music. That's all right.
1: If I did, it's probably way too
0: loud. That's okay. That's okay. Let's jump into this, because these are some interesting stories that I saw throughout the week. Right. This one's interesting because of Joel. It's something that that he told me about. And now I want to ask the chat. Is this cheating? So now. Paper exams chatbot bans college C to chat GPT-proof assignments. Uh, When philosophy professor Darren Hick came across another case of cheating in his classroom at Furnham University last semester, he posted an update to his followers on social media and said, and I've caught my second chat GPT plagiarist. Friends and colleagues responded, some with wide-eyed emojis. Others expressed surprise. Only two. I've caught dozens, said Timothy Main, a writing professor at Congesta College in Canada. We're in full crisis mode. Practically overnight, ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence chatbots have become the go-to source for cheating. And I'm not going to read this whole article. This is from AP News. But the question that I have is something that Joel brought up to me yesterday. He said that somebody in his office chat GPT, their fantasy draft. Yeah. So my question to the Breeze audience and Joel, does this count as cheating if this guy goes on to win the fantasy football championship?
1: Not necessarily because it's like asking someone else what to do, you know. I would count
0: that as cheating, right? If we sitting in a draft room and you're asking me,
1: it's only cheating when you're getting the correct answers.
0: Hey, listen, but but that's the question. Is he getting the correct answers and we only find this out at the end of the season? Skynet knows. Skynet knows. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, is this, does this, where where do we draw the line with chat GPT being used?
1: Yeah. Hey, can y'all hear the music in the background? I'm just curious just as we go no but to me you're cheating to get the answers to the test so there's they can just tell you the highest rated players to pick and i think that's what happened with that
0: i'm just saying i'm just saying you know what i mean like listen i guess i guess i could see that right if it's basically just giving him the highest point getter but I feel like that could be a. Uh, I, I feel like that could be cheating in a way to me. Like if it's giving you the best. Pe- now it also depends on how sophisticated you're entering this, right? Like is he putting in who everybody drafted ahead of that, and then on top of that he adds in the uh, um, the auto or the uh, the the player, and it gives him the best piece. I don't know. Uh, Nathan said that's like using auto pick yeah like that's somebody who says nah that's not cheating chat gpt be capping <laughs>
1: that's
0: true now the other thing to go in with that is chat gpt does only it, it's like two years short ain't it? so there is that aspect of it where you like who's the highest point getter i need the next answer like tom brady wait a minute now hold on <laughs> I, hey man let us know how you guys feel in the comments below on that one another story that i thought was interesting and i just love the title of this uh florida man rescued again while attempting to cross the atlantic in a floating hamster wheel <laughs> now let me get over the restream because i got this picture here uh and then i want to read the story that goes with this it is literally a floating hamster wheel he basically gets in the middle of this thing and uh He's a peace activist, and he's now facing felony charges. A Florida ultramarathoner and peace (laughs) activist is facing felony charges after allegedly attempting to run across the Atlantic and a homemade hamster meal. And what authorities said was at least his fourth attempt. (laughs) Reza Ray Belushi... Uh intercoastal stunt ended in, uh, approximately 60 miles off the coast of South Carolina last week after the U.S. Coast Guard said they spotted him floating in a circular cage initially near Savannah, Georgia during routine preparations ahead of, cur- uh, of the hurricane. Uh, I want to skip down a little bit here because this is the part that stunned me about this story. Where's this at? His first attempt, remember, he's done this multiple times. His first attempt cost taxpayers more than 140000 the Coast Guard said in a statement after the failed attempt to reach the Bermuda Triangle in 2014. This guy basically gets caught by the Coast Guard, threatens to stab himself all over, and uh, is is out there in a giant hamster wheel. Question to the chat. Question to Joel, the super producer. Uh, first things first. If you see this, what's your first thought?
1: Uh, I got nothing. Uh, cotton.
0: I got a hamster wheel going down the Atlantic, bro. I
1: mean, that's just people who have too much free time. And, you know, there's other people going through too much. Like I just shake my head at a lot of the stuff that people do. This is equivalent of like watching. Uh, what's that? rob Deirdick show uh you know or johnny <laughs> robin robin the Black. rob Deerdick um, robin
0: Black. oh uh they're always like whatever one is the only show that's basically on mtv now. yeah like yeah, that yeah,
1: stuff yeah. it's like you just watch these people just do stuff and it's like well hopefully you don't die you know <laughs> 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 you didn't but die today
0: i saw this and i was just, and, and now the second thing right now let's not let's say maybe not as far out as he went but this thing looks like if you look up the YouTube video on this thing, it looks pretty serious. Uh, would you go out on the water in this? Yeah, ridiculousness.
1: I can't. man. I can't.
0: Ridiculousness. That was bad. That was bad that we couldn't get that because we kept saying ridiculous. Would you go out <laughs> on the water in this?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't have a thought process like that. So you just don't know what they're thinking sometimes. It's like, hey, that's what you want to do. Hope you don't die. i mean like
0: let's say let's say right you're just trying to kick it on lake michigan have a good time and somebody's like hey you want to go out on the water in this you can go all the way out to the middle of lake michigan and be fine no you're not you're not chancing it
1: (laughs) what dude that's so crazy but some people just have that in them like you know is that is <laughs> this can we can we
0: and I don't know how this works for sponsorship probably not well but can we start a segment called the caucus of the week because <laughs> that might be it <laughs> like that might be, that might be the one I'm not gonna lie to you like this is the one where even white people go that's that white people stuff right there that's <laughs> white people stuff. Hey, uh, last story before we get up out of here, man. This one is probably my favorite, and so I wanted to save it for last. Uh, Nebraska police issue a citation to a driver with a bull riding shotgun. I hate how many puns are in this video. (laughs) The driver was only given a warning and not a moving violation some police officers in Nebraska in Nebraska recently apparently I just had a stroke recently had the weirdest traffic stop ever and that snow bull sorry actually there was a bull and it was riding shotgun in a car along route 275 near Norfolk Norfolk officers responded to a call about a vehicle with a cow inside rolling through town assumed they would encounter a smaller animal. They thought it was gonna be a calf, something small, and something that would actually fit inside a vehicle. Captain Chad uh Captain Chad Raymond told News Channel Nebraska. Instead, they say howdy doody, a full size <laughs> Watusi Bull owned by Lee Meyer of Daily. hold up, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got to show y'all this. Hey, Joe, Joe, you got to see this. Oh, Look at the it. screen, Joe. Look at the... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this boy, is Laneen. a full size bull, ladies and gentlemen. Those horns
1: are no joke.
0: Hey, bro. <laughs> Meyer was only given a warning, not a moving violation, and asked to take Howdy Duty back home and out of the city. Howdy duty is a celebrity in his hometown, often appearing at parades, but the bull bulls fame apparently hadn't reached norfolk at the time of his joyride according to myers wife I get a phone call at work from my son wanting to know if dad's in jail someone sent this news to him and so yeah it kind of just went downhill from there I don't even have a question on this there's a full-size bull in the passenger seat of this guy's car and when you see the video I think that's the thing. When you see the video of this thing, it's literally like he's cut out the top half of the car so that the bull can stand in it. He's got like a wall in the middle so that the bull's not stepping on him.
1: Hey, man, I, <laughs> I'm just trying to build my deck. <laughs> Raise my kids. Uh, I want to do great things on this sports show. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I love Jordan. They got they got Zach Levine in the passenger seat. <laughs> oh. oh, hey, hey, big Chicago bull out here. Yeah, you know I mean, and, bro, like, what's going through people's minds in the world nowadays? Bro? This man is driving bro, it's not even a it's not even a truck, right? Like a truck I get, right? You you, you put him
1: in a crown. You vic.
0: modify a truck. You him, how'd you get the bull in here? You put him in a crown vic. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's
1: a 1993 Crown Vic. Hey, <laughs> how
0: are you driving down the street?
1: I mean, they just do like fun. you're
0: not like you're not worried about him hitting anything and snapping his neck
1: uh,
0: i don't like i don't know
1: man people and <laughs> hey, what's that cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> i ain't gonna ask me about putting and putting my feet on eddie murphy couch like
0: <laughs> i ain't put my feet on yeah, it yeah,
1: couch. yeah yeah i i remember putting my feet on eddie murphy my couch. Feet
0: on Hey, it's, it's a drunk, hey, Mr. Englewood said a box Chevy or a certified dump would have been better though. <laughs> hey, bro, what's the best car for transporting a full size bullet? That's the real question now. That's the real question. What's the best size car? A El Camino might be decent for you. Yeah,
1: El Camino. El Camino would,
0: might be decent. You put the some rails the up. Avalanche. On it. The Avalanche.
1: Yeah, he's got the, the the truck with the half. Yeah, but you
0: got to get the bull in. That's that's my question. How'd you convince the bull to get in the whip?
1: uh, Hey, bro, you riding shotgun? (laughs) What? And those those horns ain't no joke. That thing was as wide as a car, bro. This man, this bull.
0: I like. I don't. I don't even know. He's basically touching the hood now. Here's the one thing that I will say. This guy has I'm taken sure could do anything. this yeah. guy has taken pimp my ride to the next level remember oh, how they used to just throw yeah. anything on the car to like stop road rage and stuff like that yeah. it would be like a oh yeah you know when people in your way we put a BB gun on your roof hey bro this man has taken pimp my ride to the next level he's got a full-size bull in there let him hit the brakes
1: <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> people do some crazy stuff oh man
0: <laughs> whatever deuce in a quarter so oh, yeah Inglewood <laughs> said deuce in a quarter can do anything Jordan said the Astro van. <laughs> you still got to get them in there man, though you got to take the top off the Astro van was elite though I and
1: to to want you want one was so bad bro bro the, the Astro nice van evening. was
0: elite bro you don't want to messing up that carpet
1: bro. I used to want that man like a black joint like a 90 that was hot like a 93 92. Bro,
0: we had the we had the Astro van, bro, for years, bro. That my parents just gave it to me.
1: See, I had a Dodge Ram, a B150, 1984. <laughs> no Dodge Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I didn't get the cool van. I had the they used to call it the cream villain, the turtle van, the church bus. I had all that, man. I hated it. But I love the <laughs> utilitarian fact of could said. sit. Remember when you like said you like bull riding? Well, we put a
0: live bull in your car. That's exactly how Exhibit used to be, bro. <laughs> that is exactly how Exhibit used to be on the show, bro. I swear. Yeah. Remember when you told us you was a bull riding fan? We put a full-size bull in your car.
1: Right. <laughs> that's hilarious oh
0: dog! 93 hey,
1: lincoln town car
0: that's the beat you're going with on
1: that one. <laughs> i had it here so I-
0: hey man we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love as always man uh i mean listen um bears football we will be uh, live calling the game so tune in with us on that on sunday game kicks off at three twenty-five this sunday uh i usually try not to live call bears packers games because i get in my feelings and i'm a very violent Just person do me a favor.
1: don't jo- tear the studio up, joel
0: has put this nice studio together so not i will not break things <laughs>
1: Don't, what's that? Where you sh- all the swag on the table, just sh- sweep it right off the side. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> don't do that,
0: don't,
1: don't do that teacher off key and peel.
0: <laughs> if one of y'all throw another silly screen pass, exactly, y'all are gonna feel my wrath. Right. Yeah, Bayless Jones on the end around. A- <laughs> Balake. <Hey>, Balake, Blake. <laughs> Blank. Hey man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. And as always, man, y'all stay safe out there, in Chicago. We'll see y'all this Sunday for the next live call. First live call of the season. Bear down For the super producer Joe Hope. Bear down. All right. Peace.